哈利路亚，愿大家平安。哈利路亚 ，Peace be with you all。下午我们来继续早上的主题，教会发展的秘诀。This afternoon we will continue the topic of this morning, the keys to church growth. 使徒时代三十年的时间，教会从几十人发展到很多很多的地方，很多千的这个信徒。For thirty years in the apostolic times, the church has advanced greatly to many regions. 最主要的原因就是神的时候到了。And the most important reason was that it was God's time. 还有圣灵的大大的同工。And also that the Holy Spirit was working with them. 因为不是依靠势力。Not by their own might. 不靠不是依靠才能。Nor by their own talents. 乃是依靠神的灵方能成事。But by the power of God's Spirit, everything was done. 啊，末世的真教会啊，就是复兴使徒时代的教会。The true church at the end times is the church of the revival of the church of the apostolic time. 传一样的真理。We preach the same truth. 有领受一样的圣灵。We receive the same spirit. 有一样的能力。We have the same power. 也要做主耶稣给我们去做的事情。And we also have the same mission entrusted by the Lord Jesus. 那当然，教会发展的秘诀，主要的因素就是圣灵的工作。And of course, the key to church growth is the work of the Holy Spirit. 但是人也有很大的因素。But humans play a role too. 如果我们把使徒时代他们里面所讲的每一句有关于教会有发展的金句，把它抓出来。If you were to take out all the verses in the book of Acts, 有关于教会的发展的金句 ，with respect to expansion of the church, 那就知道啊，教会发展也是有人可以付出的原因。And we know that sometimes the church expand. Out of human efforts. 好，那我们来看看到底教会的秘诀、发展的秘诀、兴旺的秘诀是什么 ？So now let's look at what are the keys to church growth. 好，那我们来再来看第二点。Now we'll talk about the second point. 就是教会啊，要有家的感觉。A church has to provide a sense of home. 我们看使徒行传的第二章。Let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter two. 啊，四十二节。Verse forty-two. 使徒行传的二章四十二节。Acts chapter two verse forty-two. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. 哦，这里记载啊，使徒时代五旬节那一天，圣灵大降。Here it records that in the apostolic time, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended on them. 彼得站起来讲了一篇非常扎心的道理。Peter stood up and gave a speech that cut to people's hearts. 如果那一天呢、啊，三千人就受洗了。And on that very day, three thousand were baptized. 哇，那么多人啊 ！That was so many people. 啊，从不信到信。From unbelief to believing. 但是信了主之后要做什么来维持他们的信心呢 ？But after they have believed, what should they do to continue on their faith? 这里说啊，他们恒心遵守使徒的教训。Here it says that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. 受洗是一天的。When you get baptized, it's just that on that very day. 但是受洗之后，每一天都要把使徒的教训实行在生活当中。But after your baptism, every day you have to apply the apostles' doctrine into your life. 啊，这里所说的教训呢，其实原文也是教义，就是 doctrine， 它是 dogma。Here it talks about doctrine, which also means teachings. 有人说了，哎呀。讲神就是爱就够了，不要讲别的。Some people say when we talk about God, we talk about love, and that's it. We don't need to talk of anybody, anything else. 没有错，神是爱。It's true, God is love. 但是要得救，要跟那些得救的教义分不开啊。
But in order to be saved, you cannot do away with the doctrines that directly relate to salvation. If you believe in the wrong doctrines, then you will not be safe in the future. So every day they were studying the apostles' doctrines. But is this enough? We know that doctrines and teachings sometimes they are a bit hard. And they are difficult to understand. Some people they only understand half of them. But there's one point that they did that they achieved. They weren't just talking about doctrines. Here it said that they also had fellowship. In the original text, fellowship had a lot of meanings. The word fellowship means sharing, interacting, and communicating. Which means that everybody take a part in something. Let's imagine you having a meal by yourself. Even though you can eat a lot. But sometimes you feel tasteless. 哎, 你跟, but if you share a meal with the one you love. Even though you don't eat as much. But you will enjoy a lot of joy and contentment. Especially if the one you love also brought food to share with you. Before the pandemic, every year and our church will hold a potluck. And every household will bring a delicious dish to the church. And we will have 50 to 60 dishes. And when you partake in this, it's different from having a plate in your own home. So for church to attract people, here it says that they have to have fellowship. Also in the breaking of bread. Breaking of bread doesn't necessarily mean having holy communion. When you eat with somebody together, you can say this is also breaking of bread. When people gather together to pray together, to have service together, then this is also so this provides a sense of being in a family. Let's think about this. How come a home attracts people? Because the member within a family, they love one another and they share with one another. And how come some homes don't attract people? Because the members don't have any interaction. After they get home, they each go to their own room and they don't communicate. They eat on their own. And there's no sense of a family. If you don't feel like that's a family, then you wouldn't want to go home. 
So at that time, the apostles understood that the teachings of Christianity is not just about doctrine. The core of their teachings was that the Lord Jesus was crucified for us. He died for us. And that was love. And this love has to be applied in our everyday life. The basic that we have to do is to share what we have. And this will give people a sense of home. Now let's read verse 43. Verse 43. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. 45. And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So we can see that they had a strong sense of family. Because at that time, many people were poor. And they didn't have enough to eat. So those who had more, they sold all their possessions and shared. So that others can also have some. So verse 44. Excuse me, let's read 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. In order for the church to expand in numbers, it's not just going out to try to find more people. You can go out. But you might not find anyone. How can we know where to find those who need to believe in the Lord? Here it says that the Lord added to the church daily. Just like at work, it's not that you want higher salary, then you will get it. Your boss has to add your salary. If your boss doesn't give you a raise, even if you want it, it's of no use. And how come your boss will increase your salary? It's only if your boss likes you. So for a church, if for a decade it doesn't increase in the membership. And it's always the same group of members. Same seniors and same children. Then we know that this church doesn't have the Lord's favor. God is not working with us. And how come God is not working? It has to do with the people within. If a church doesn't have love, and it doesn't give people a sense of being loved, then it's difficult to retain its members. Everybody only cares for themselves. Of course, as we stay in the church for a longer time, we have our circle of friends and we sit at certain table with certain people. But if a person were to walk in and he doesn't know anyone, at this moment, will you get up and welcome him and take after take um, care of him? Today, we don't need to do that. We need to sell all our properties, all our houses, and sell them to the church. 
Today, we don't have to go to the extent of selling every possession we have and donate it to the church. But it's still important to lead a life of fellowship. To share with one another and help one another. As we sit in our own home and listen to the sermon, this is just a one-way method. During this pandemic, have we taken actions to show care for one another? Have you remembered who are your neighbors? Have you remembered the needs of other members of the church? Perhaps you should pick up the phone and show your concern. Even though we're not able to personally visit their home, it's still necessary to pick up the phone and talk to them. Until one day the restrictions are lifted and we're able to return to the church, we have to continue our fellowship. Around 30 years ago, I was in Calgary. At that time, the church was only a small prayer house. There were no ministers and no preachers. And there was no church. We observed the Sabbath in a member's house. But that period of time, God was with us. And there were frequently true seekers coming to join us. And when we sit down, we were just listening to the tapes. But the true seekers were greatly moved. And in the end, many of them believed. And why did they believe? One of the reasons was that during that period of time, everybody in the church was with one heart. Even though we were few in number, only around 10 some people. But everyone, when we gathered together, we were like a family. After the church service, we didn't even want to leave, we wanted to stay and then sing hymns. And and then we stay later to have dinner together. After we had dinner together, we would play some games and then sing more hymns. And then we look outside, it was minus Celsius and it was snowing, it was so cold, so we just stay overnight. Nobody wanted to go home. Because they feel like a family there. If after a church service, everybody was rushing to get back to their own home, then there's some problem with this church. There's no love. So a church has to provide people with a sense of family. So now our church has divided us into different regions and different family groups. The regional leader, leaders have to uh, take up the responsibility of caring for each household within the region. Now it's easy to communicate because of the advancement of technology. We can have fellowship online. 
we can chat online and we can pray together. Only then can we feel like one family. The third point. 教会啊, 要得到兴旺, in order for a church to prosper, people have to have the abundance of God. Let's turn to chapter 5, verse 11. Chapter 5, verse 14. 十四节, 14. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. 诶, Here, again, it records that the believers were increasingly added to the Lord. 但为什么会, Why was it that all of a the sudden there was a huge increasing number again? In fact, from the first verse of chapter 5, it records a bad incident. 啊, and this incident greatly influenced the church. 啊, now let's read about this incident. 啊, chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Verse 2, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part, and laid it at the feet of the apostles. We've just talked about that people at that time, they sold all their possessions and donated to the church. And it was a trend. It wasn't out of the teachings of the apostles, it was just a trend. Neither the Bible nor the apostles ever try to force the members to sell everything they have and offer it. Love is necessary. But what kind of extent are you going to go out of your love is up to you. If you don't offer one cent, nobody should pressure you. If you are moved and you sell your possession and you offer up half of it, then that's okay too. If you want to sell all your possessions and offer them all, then of course God will remember you. And that time, many members sold everything they had and then offered them all. For example, if they sold them for one million, they offered them all to the apostles. And there was a couple that also sold their land. But they secretly kept part of the proceeds. And they brought part to the apostles. Pretending that those were the whole proceeds. Let's read verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Verse 4. While it remained, was it not 
your own, and after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So Peter rebuked Ananias. He said that Satan has filled your heart. You might wonder that Ananias was offering money. Wasn't that a good thing? Why did Peter say that Satan filled his heart? Because he lied. And he lied publicly. And he was trying to cover his face, and that's why he lied. And Peter said that this is a serious matter. You are not lying to men, but to God. So Peter rebuked him. And Ananias fell down and breathed his last. After a few hours, his wife Sapphira also came, and Peter asked her the same question. His wife didn't know what had happened, so she also lied. Peter also rebuked her, and she also died. Verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. This is a huge matter to the church at the time. Because two people died publicly because they lied. And some people might ask, why was God um, so so strict on these two? They were trying to offer to God, no matter how much they offer, why did they have to die? But we know that there is a reason for every action of the Holy Spirit. This couple was used by Satan. Satan is the father of all liars. If you love to lie a lot, then Satan is in your heart. So the church was just developing at the time. Everybody was simple-minded. If this matter just passed without any incident, Everybody knew that this couple lied, but nothing happened to them. Then they might also think that they didn't have to be so honest. Everybody can lie for their own glory. Where in society don't people lie? Businessmen, when they talk about business, they lie. In workplaces, people lie. In politics, people lie. And they, they never die. Because those are not the realm that God was governing. This whole world is under the governance of the devil. It's only in the future that we will face God's judgment. But in the church of God, He would not allow Satan to put even one bit of poison or leaven into his church. He doesn't want the church to be corrupt so fast. So God must intervene. 
The church should be holy. And God has to remove all sins. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? 7. Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Here, Paul said that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Let's look at the two photos of bread. On one hand, there's leavened bread, and it's very soft and puffy. Because you've put leaven in it. You don't have to put a lot, just a little bit. And you just let it sit there for the entire night. Or just a few hours. And the leaven is going to um, squeeze out all the CO2. And in the end, it will puff up into a, uh, a lump. Paul said that a church should be without leaven, which means without sin. If we don't remove lies and sins, then the church will be in trouble. So there's no other way the Holy Spirit must punish. And some people might wonder if the church is so strict, why would anybody want to go in the future? I don't want to believe anymore. No, you are wrong. It should be the opposite. After this incident, more people believe. Let's turn back to Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Chapter 5, verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. 13. Yet none of the rest dare join them, but the people esteemed them highly. So after this incident, more power was added to the apostles and to perform many signs and wonders. And the people outside were afraid of them. Verse 13, it says that the rest dare not to join them. And dare not to harm them. And also inside of the church, people had fear. Verse 11. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Because people knew that this is no joke. This is not an organization made of humans. You can do whatever you want outside, you might not die. But if you lie in the church of God, then you will be doomed. I've talked about this testimony before. It happened in Africa. There was a brother who was in charge of the finances of the church, but he wasn't honest and he stole from the church. We questioned him and asked him to give an account. But he would not admit it. 
no matter how much you question him, he just denied everything. And there was not much we can do because he just kept denying it. After three months, we returned to the same church to visit. And his wife cried. She said that shortly after you guys left, my husband died all of a sudden. And my husband did steal from the church. We offended God. And now we are in such a miserable state. And the whole church was in fear. Because the true church has the abundance of God. Whatever you do, God is watching. This is not a joke. Take hold of the opportunity before God stretch out his hands to repent. In another country, there's another church. For many years, the church did not expand. And not only so, it actually regressed. And the General Assembly sent people to investigate the reasons. Within the church, many people sinned. They sinned against the seventh commandment. Many of them did. Which is to commit sexual immorality. And the church did not excommunicate them nor deal with the sins. And many of those even took up a lot of holy work at church. In the end, the GA decided to deal with this matter. To excommunicate all those who refuse to repent. There can be no sin in the church. We cannot pay lip service saying that we must have love and to tolerate them. If this leaven is in the church and is affecting the rest, then we have to remove it. So for that church, after they've removed these unrepenting members, everybody started to fear. They knew that they could not sin. I could not be like them. And God worked with them. And this church gained the hope of getting prosperity. And their number started to increase. So why did the Bible record the incident in chapter 5? From human perspective, if someone were to write a history book, they would try to cover up this incident. Nobody wants to discuss it. Because it shows imperfection. There's nothing to talk about. It just brings shame to the church. But the Holy Spirit willed that this incident be recorded down. The church will encounter problems. There will be people that stumble. But the church must deal with them. The church cannot let the leaven leaven the whole bread. Today, within the True Jesus Church, we must be vigilant. Because this is the Church of God. Do not mess around. God is watching. The fourth point. Another key to church growth is to have a good organization. 
the Bible often used the body as an analogy for the church. Uh, Let's turn to Ephesians. First chapter one. Verse 23. Chapter 1, verse 23. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. Some people have this type of thinking. I don't know if you have heard it. They will say the church is spiritual. The organization is worldly. So a church does not need organization. All we need to do is to gather together. And we see wherever God leads us. All kinds of organization, including General Assembly and the International Assembly, those are all carnal. We don't need to participate in them. It seems to be saying that the old organizations are not spiritual, only themselves are spiritual. But this is completely against the Bible. Here it says that the church is the body of Christ. When you study medicine or physiology, then you can make a decision for yourself. When God created human body, does he have organization and structure in it? A body is only one. However, different departments, different organs, they are working together in order for a body to function. But they are all um, operated through the brain. And the church is the same. A church is the body of Jesus. So we should have a good organization under the guidance of the Lord Jesus for it to prosper. Let's turn to Acts chapter 6. Uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 7. Uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 7. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Here is another verse that records again that the word of God spread. And the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased. There's another breakthrough here. A huge breakthrough. Even many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Who were the priests? They were those that offered in the temple. While the Lord Jesus was on this earth, the priests, the Pharisees, and the scribes, especially the priests, they hated the Lord Jesus. But after just a few years, a great many of the priests believe in the Lord. This is hard to imagine. 
this is equivalent to today that a lot of Catholic bishop or um, priests or monks or nuns come to believe in the Lord. This is surely the work of God. So why did God work with them so that his word spread so fast? Because in chapter 6, from verse 1 to 6, it records an incident where they resolve a problem in their organization. In the early days, the apostolic churches did not have much organization. It was probably just centered around the twelve apostles. Everything was done by them. Of course, there were another 120 disciples, but there was not much organization. Now, as the number of believers increased, problems arose. Now, let's read chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Now, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Verse 2. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. So now we see that a problem arose in the church. The book of Acts is such a wonderful book. It laid out all the problems of the church without reservation. So the believers grumble against the leaders of the church. And what were they grumbling about? At that time, there were two groups of widows. They didn't have ability to sustain their own living, so they were receiving um, help from the church. And these two groups of widows came from different cultural backgrounds. Even though they were all Jews. But a group was speaking Hebrews. And another group were speaking um, Greek. And the Greeks speaking widows, they believed that they were neglected in their uh, portion. They were not happy, so they made a complaint. We know that when women complain, it's a huge problem. Sometimes women complain, they just complain once and they just let it go. But sometimes women, when they complain, they complain to everybody repeatedly. So initially, this was a good thing. Because the church was helping the widows. But when you do good deeds, but you don't do it in a good way, then it will cause problems. It will affect the harmony of the church. Today in the church is the same. Even when we do good deeds, we have to have a good plan. Also, when complaints arise, the leaders of the church, which are the church council members and ministers, they must listen and identify the root of the problem. 
We can't just say, just be submit and be obedient. Don't complain. 教会的领导者要教会兴旺，一定要聆听。For the leaders of the church, if you want to see the church prosper, you have to listen. 一定要找出问题的所在。You have to identify the problem. 哎，使徒找到问题的所在了。结果一番查考之后，发觉问题在哪里了。So the pro, uh, the apostles they identify the problem. So what were the problems? 教会的问题呢，出自于因为人数增多了，工作都增多了。The problems came from the fact that the number of people increasing the church and the work required also increased. 好了，问题另外一个呢，就是有人感觉被忽略。Another problem is that some people believe they were neglected. 教会不可以有人被感觉被忽略。In the church, no member should ever feel that they are neglected. 不应该有人感觉被忽略的。We should not let anybody feel that they've been neglected. 这是事实上啊，人的。呃，力量有限，时间有限。But in actual fact, there is a limit to our ability and time. 使徒只有十二个，没有办法照顾每一个寡妇。There was only twelve apostles. It's not possible for them to attend to every single widow. 好了，另外一个问题就是有人的工作量太多了。And another problem may be that some people are overloaded with work. 这是十二个使徒。Which was the twelve disciples? 很可怜啊，又要又要准备道理，又要讲道，还要要买食物，分食物，搞不好还要去煮饭。They had to prepare sermons. They had to distribute portion of food to the widows, and perhaps they even had to cook. 还有呢，什么决定都要去找十二个使徒。And also, every decision people made, they went to the twelve apostles. 啊，买鸡肉嘞，买牛肉嘞，或者是怎么煮嘞，哎，都要问使徒了。Should we get chicken today or pork? And how do we cook it? Everything has to go through the apostles. 那也带来另外一个问题，有人忙到死，有人闲到死啊，没事做，只有翘起腿来哦，指指点点呢、啊，可能啊。This also brought another problem. Some people were overworked, but some people did not have enough work. They were so bored. 但是最大的问题是什么？ But what was the biggest problem? We look at chapter six. Let's look at chapter six. Chapter six, verse two. The last one. The disciples said, "We take the path of the Lord to manage the workers. The last sentence, the apostles said, "It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables." The disciples did not go to cook or distribute. The apostles were not supposed to be cooking and distributing food. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were supposed to go out and preach the gospel. They were So after they have identified all the problems, they have to come to an adjustment. 教会需要有完整的组织。The church has to have a complete organization. 没有组织的人跟团体，就是所有人去做所有的事情。An organization without a good structure, it would involve one person doing everything. 没有 priority， 没有优先次序。There's no priorities at all. 没有没有分担责任。There's no distribution of responsibility. So God gave the apostles wisdom. Chapter six, verse three. Chapter six, verse three. Therefore, brothers, since we have been entrusted with this task, let us not lose heart. 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 Let us not l
So the apostles knew that they had to select seven men. Here the Bible didn't record choosing seven deacons. The title wasn't given at the time, but it says choose seven men. So choose seven men to look over the matter of distribution of food. Which also means the administration matters. So here are the criterias for the seven men Good reputation full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom And they will be appointed over this business And the apostles can focus on prayer and the ministry So after they made this decision all the problems that we identified were resolved. The workload of the apostles were reduced. And many people were able to participate in holy work. And the apostles could again focus on praying and the ministry. So, do you think organization is important? Of course, the Bible never used the word organization. But this passage, it teaches us how to gather up human power and organize it. And to apply it in the right place, to assign work suitable for different workers. This is completely in accordance with the Bible. So for church to expand, we must make the best use of everybody's talent to apply them to different jobs within this organization. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 4. Here from verse 4 to 8, Paul said that we are of one body. There are so many members that not each member have the same function. So all brothers and sisters, we are part of one body. And from verse 6 onward, we have to think about which part do we play. We all eat. We all receive different gifts. And first is to prophecy, which is to give sermons. All church requires sermon speakers who speak the words of God. Preachers are not the only people who speak sermons. Deacons and church members have to help with giving sermons too. Brothers and sisters with this kind of gift should also help with giving sermons. 好, 第二种, and the second type of gift is recorded in verse 7, which is for ministry. 职事的意思就是服侍, 服侍人的. Ministry also means serving, 啊, it means to serve others. 当然将会有案例一些职事. And in our church, we have appointed some deacons. For those ordained, you have to uh, do your job with the best you can. Based on the truth, you teach um, the members. 
And so the preachers can focus on preaching the gospel. 再来这里说教导的，可以说这是当那些老师的 RE 老师的。Next, talk about the gift of teaching, which refers to the RE teachers. 啊，你当老师的就好好教。If you are RE teachers, you have to do your best to teach. 好好准备课。To do your best to prepare for classes. 好，当然，你你如果你不会教的，没有关系。And next, if you don't know how to teach, it's okay. 第八节说，你可能是可以劝化的，就是啊，劝勉人的，当辅导的。First eight, it says that there are those who have the gift of exhortation. 我们知道，在公开讲道跟你在私底下勉励的需要的恩赐不一样。We know that to encourage someone privately, this is a different gift than being able to speak publicly. 有一些人，你叫他上来讲，他一句讲不出来。Some people, if they you put them up on the pulpit, they're not able to say anything. 这私底下他很会安慰人啊。But privately, they are very good at encouraging people. 那如果你是劝化的，或者是勉励呃做辅导的，你要专心做辅导。If you take up the work of encouraging people or counseling others, then try your best to do it. 好了，那如果你是说施舍的呢？ And also the gift of those who give with liberality. 比如说，神让你赚到钱，或者你有这种能力。For example, God has given you the ability to earn a lot of money. 那你就捐多一点呢。Then you can offer more. 哦，再来治理的呢。Next, those who lead. 啊，就是带领教会啊，一些行政的工作呢，非常负责人就是了。Which refer to the church council members, those who are involved in the administration work of the church. 好好的去带领这些教会的弟兄姐妹。Then lead with diligence. 啊，怜悯人的就要甘心啊。There's also the gift of mercy. 我很喜欢下一个图啊，这个身体的图哈，下一个图。I really like the next illustration. 一个头，一个身体。There's one head, one body. 基督就是这个头。The Christ is the head. 这是我们的元首，我们的。神经系统所有主宰我们的每一个部分的。It is the part that controls the everything in the body, including our nerves. 你要怎么样服侍？你要问头，你要问耶稣。Whichever way you should serve, you should first consult the head, which is the Christ. 不是你自己想做什么，而是问耶稣你要做什么。You don't just do whatever you want, but you ask the Lord Jesus what you should do. 我们可能只是身体的一小部分。Perhaps we're only a small part of the body. 但是没有你也不行啊。But the body cannot go without you. 有你更好。It's best for the body to have you. 就是在教会的这个身体里面。Which is to remain in the body of the church. 所以一有这种安排之后，第六章问题解决了。第七节说神的道就兴旺起来了。So after they've come to this arrangement, as recorded in chapter six, it goes on to say that God's word prospered. 教会没有了埋怨的声音了。There's no more voice of complaints in the church. Ah, 教会有爱心，有人被照顾了。And the church has love, and everybody was taken care of. 那大家都可以有发挥他的职分。Everybody had different duties to do. 还有使徒的，就整天去祷告、传福音。And the apostles, all day long, they focus on prayers and preaching the gospel. 你看这种教会怎么会不发展？ So this kind of church will surely expand. So, and that's why the word of God spread. May God help us all. Let's sing him to eighty-six.